It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Uh, Before we get started today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine in the market. I've said this multiple times. We own three of them. I want a fourth and a fifth. Hey, AD's listening to me, but um, they're so great. Um, they work so well. They're so easy to set up. I think my record is 37 seconds or 32 seconds to set it up. Um, but mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins, they'll take really good care of you. And also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's everything you need from a from a nationally ranked, um, you know, we won three state titles, Um I think the we were just talking recently. Um, you know, we've won over 460 games in our program and lost 130 over the last 20 years. And I think we know the secret sauce to be successful, the roadmap, what it takes on and off the court. So go over and check it out um, and enjoy the podcast. Bye. All right. So I'm gonna if if we talk about any X and O stuff, I'll I'm taping this and I'll diagram it up, even though I'll talk through it because you both are on the phone. Um, but then if you need to go back and look at it, I'll put it on Schoology so you can look at it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just heading back from our game. Um, yep. No worries. And uh, we are making a lot of mistakes and still winning by 30, 40 points a game. So Ooh, that's hard. Little, that's really hard to get kids to understand. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of conversation I want to have because you guys are really talented teams. I mean, you had, like, uh, less than those guys. I don't know who you played early on, but, like, you know, he, the, the Wisconsin Collegiate Conference is broken up into the West. The East is far better than the West. Right. We played UW Center, and we just got done playing Marshfield. We beat Marshfield 162. Uh, so, you know, but we made so many mistakes. Right. You know, and, and we're really young. We're very talented. And my question is, how do you get these guys to understand that they got so much more? Right. It's really hard. So the, the question is, what ha- what do you do when you're beating somebody by so many points? And I've had – you've known some of my teams. I've had teams like this. You went by 30 and 40. So I, I, am, I am under the philosophy that you can have teachable moments and you can learn winning. It's a lot, I'd, rather win, I'd rather learn winning than losing. That's my personal opinion. 
But yep. um, this is where film really comes into play. And okay. it's, in my opinion, I think this is, um, it's a lot easier to call guys out when you're winning. And it's a lot easier to be harder in film sessions when you're winning than when you're losing. Okay. Um, so right. I, so, yeah, so I would spend a lot of time on film, a lot of time on this, you know, and we, we go through our film and we rank shots like, okay. you know, we'll a scale of one to, that's a three shot. That's a nine shot, you know, and we'll call them out. And it's, a, and it's, it, it's, it's definitely that, you know, it's fragile. I was just reading an article about Paul Christ and he, the UW football coach. And he says, we live in a world where the yelling at the kids don't, doesn't work as well as it used to. What works is right. things like this and putting their butt on a bench. <laughs> um, Cause that okay. gets some attention, you know, yelling at them. It's like, they just kind of like, Oh, you're picking on me or, you know, we live in a world where you can't do that. But the, right. te the teams that I've had that have been really good. And then we knew we were going to win 80% of our games by just showing up. Film. That's the way I feel like this team is but like in our school history, we've never won a state championship. And this right. is a group where I feel like we could do it. Right. But my concern is we need to learn how to win when we play some really good teams, you know? And so. Okay. Well, the one thing yeah. that's in your favor, at least you don't have a shot clock. So try being in that situation with a shot clock where at least if you have no shot clock, you can work on stuff. But now right. have that same situation where you're up and you have a 30-second shot clock. So now you're trying right. to execute on maybe sets you don't normally run, but you still have right. to get a clean shot off when it starts cutting down. So you got basically, you figure five to six seconds to bring the ball up, and now you want to use another eight or ten to right. at least run one good set, and now you're scrambling. Right. So it right. causes a whole set of new problems yeah, for you. The, the, the shot clock, we, we don't have that in our high school yet, but yeah. That, that 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 small amount of time that it can do it is crazy yes um but i would do a lot of film i would do a lot of film all right other question so i checked out um some shuffle sets and okay i'm trying to incorporate some sort of shuffle into motion and just in what's online and the basketball iq of some of my guys right it can be a little complex for them i think to kind of pull off i think we even run you know some of these guys have issues being in the right spot and flex let alone trying to throw some new right you know, new. shuffle set well and the thing is i've noticed with shuffle and read and react and some of those other things it it, it takes i mean we we're, we're in our second year of read and react or maybe second and two and a half years and we're just getting to the point where we're running it well <laughs> um you know because there's so many nuances to the to the offenses that if you run a structured one there isn't as many nuances but with, the, with a structured offense there are so many new ones that it's crazy so i'm not, I'm not sure what the answer uh, to that like, is can i ask you like what are some of your no, no, it's right. You know what? I ended up um, probably along your lines. It's I talked to my assistant coach about it today, and we're like, you know, we have to find a way to get some of these sets in, even if it takes a couple years at the sacrifice of our older guys, because right. our younger guys actually, their IQ is off the chart. Some of the freshmen, which is awesome to see, right. like the yep. the relationship we have now with some of the um, youth programs around here has kind of helped us. So we even said, listen, at the benefit, you know, at the sacrifice of some of our older guys that we may struggle this year, right. at least for 
the younger kids in a year or two years, that's like a matchup zones where we struggle a little bit there. Yes. But by the time these kids are in the right spots, it'll be, it should be okay. Right. And you got to kind of look at, I mean, as a, as a, if you run a program, it doesn't matter what kind of program it is. If you're running a program, you got to go, okay. Cause I'm already looking at my freshmen and my eighth graders, my seventh graders going, okay, what do we need to implement for them to be successful? I think it's silly to wait and see. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, what's going to make us most successful over the next, you know, stretch. And I think that's what you really have to do. Um, and why are you moving to the shuffle? Well, I, I just, I feel like, not like you said, not unlike the read react, I feel like there are different layers that you can, once you get the base down, then there's all sorts of stuff you can run off it and you can get, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, you know, a hundred layers deep into the thing. And I don't have, I, I, I'm curious about my ball handling capabilities coming up. And I think my three is actually one of my better players and the ball is in his hand on most of that shuffle stuff. Okay. Might help us kind of move this along a little bit. Okay. So you like that you like that movement better. I do. I do. We do some motion sets too, but um no, I do. I like it. I like it a lot. You know what I do is I like that I guess it's I guess for lack of a better term, I like that corner spot that I still think people fall asleep on. Say that um, again. I know you, you broke can run up that I didn't out, hear out of, I you broke up. I didn't hear that. Your corner what? Ah, uh, sorry about that. Sorry. That that weak side cut. That's almost like a flex screen. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's almost like a UCLA cut. I like anything off the ball, farthest away from the ball handler. Yeah. Seem to get some open looks, and I thought some of that shuffle stuff had the best cuts. They weren't necessarily wheel, but they were a bit more flex like cuts that I think we got actually some good looks off of, or we will. Cause we get, okay. cause we, this year we have a very good ball handler, but we haven't traditionally. Okay. So people overcommit on our guys so much. Okay. So. Okay. That, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah I don't we don't see it a lot. I mean, I don't go ahead. down here. So I think, yeah. you know, I don't think there's not many programs here that run it, which is off. Yeah, you know my theory about if people aren't running it, then they don't practice against it, and then they're not as good against it. I'm a firm believer in that. That's the plan. <laughs> the plan. It's like if everyone's running, you know, motion or swing or dribble draw, then I'm not doing it. I'm doing something else, unless it's exactly perfect for my guys. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, it, it, it depends, but I'm definitely not doing that. John, do you have any questions? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just fixing my mic. No, I just, it, it's funny because we're, uh, you know, because we haven't started yet, right? right? So we have our, you know, our interscholastic meeting, and it's funny to hear the optimism in everyone's voice. This is pop, this right before tryouts is possibly the most exciting part of the year for all of us, I think. <laughs> and it is funny how, like, like we come, like, you know, we've had our coaches meetings, right? And we've, right. Know, the fact that we decided let's run shuffle where you know right. we right. nobody else runs it you know just right. and then i could already see week three going all right you know run whatever our sets you know i don't know right that well and we're at the end we're we're see i'm in the other we, we just finished our first week so i brought the boys in really early this morning it was like 7 a.m because i wanted a really good practice in and um i'm feeling and we have a scrimmage on wednesday 
and we have a game on Saturday, a week from today, and I'm like scrambling going, oh, my God. We're just throwing stuff in so I can say it's in, and then we can start tweaking it. You know, it's like I was telling my assistant, it's like we just need to get stuff put in. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be like in March, but we got to put it in so we can at least see it in against another opponent. It's like, so I'm in the freak out mode. It's like you go from the happy mode to the freak out mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The panic mode? The panic Where, mode. Yeah. Like, um, oh, this is what I want to ask. Actually, I'd be curious to get your view on two days for basketball. And if you do it, if you, what your thoughts are, does it beat up the kids a little bit? Uh, I only do it. I do, I do two days early. Um, I will do two days over winter break or over a break that we have if need be. Um, I'm also a taper. I'm, I'm a big believer in tapering. So my practice is gets much, much shorter, intense and shorter as the season goes on. Um, I do morning, afternoon, morning, afternoon, and then I pick my team. If I don't know who my team is after four tryouts, I'm not very good. Um, so I don't need to, I don't need to, I don't need to try out for a week and figure out who my team is. So right. that's how we do it. That's what we, we only do two a days for two days and then it will depend on, you know, situational stuff. If we need to work on something, um, but those morning things, boy, they don't, at least high school boys don't go to bed. So me getting them up, it's just, oh, it's just, it's going to make them sick. Um, you know, I, it, nothing good's going to come from me trying to beat them up. At, you know, 6 a.m. And I mean, they were half, they were zombies today. So it was like we were basically having uh, a cerebral practice. To Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, we, we do the same thing. We taper. It actually, not only does it help, I, I think you get, I know I'd rather have a good hour and a half right after it. Practice I agree. It. And then, you know, film and all the other stuff and scout, that's fine. But I, it's way more beneficial for us anyway. I lost my mic here. We're good. We're good. All right. Other questions. Hey, Steve. This is Bob Verdusco. Hey, Bob. How are you? I had a question on the read and react. Okay. Um, when when you're running four out, you were talking about on one of your podcasts how the uh, how the post exits or how he moves. Yeah. Trying to so, visualize oh the diagram. Okay. So you're um. Hold on, I'm gonna diagram this up. So hold on one second. So you're talking about so we've got this is the worst three point line I've ever seen. So you've got guys at those four spots. My, now I'm on the phone call. You are on the phone, so I'm gonna diagram it. I'm gonna diagram it for me, and then I'll just talk to it, and then you can look at it later. Okay. So okay. you're talking about four spots outside, right? Yeah. And then where's the fifth guy? Well, you were talking about the best place to start him is to say go from the mid post to the high post. I do. I think it's in. I think it's in the free throw line extended area. Okay. Um, are you? Is this somebody that can't step outside twelve feet? Is that why you're putting them inside? Right. Yeah. So, so I would leave them. So I would leave them in that high high post range into free throw area. Um, so it, when you when you eventually watch this, you'll see it. It's all I'll just kind of circle the area. That's the area that he and and, and the area that they should step out and set screens is basically mm -hmm. the line two or three feet above it, two or three feet below it, and then okay. then then every time they set a screen, they should slip and roll back to that position. Um, gotcha. So that 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 will be the hard thing. 
Um, you know, if they double, if they do anything on that screen, it is what it is. But for the most part, you know, if you slip it, then the other four guys basically got to fill the spots. The spots will be a little bit wider. So, you know, how the two are on the baseline, they can actually step up a little bit rather than be on the baseline. You know, the five spots okay. in the read and reactor, like the two baselines, the two wings in the top, top of the key. Right. You can basically shift those guys up a little bit and shift, you know, the top two guys side to side. So they don't necessarily see. It's almost like a 2-2 two, two rather than a 1-2-2. Two, two. You think about okay. where the normal spots are. So that will leave more space for flashes, for drives, for things like that. Does that make sense? No, can I – yeah, can I go? Can I can I go from a five out to a four out within within um, at the same time, um, like different times down the court? Yeah, it, well, I mean, I, that probably that probably has to do with the um, big person. I, I would have a call for it probably. Um, or okay. if the big if that person's in, then I would just always run four outs. That's the way I've done it. So. Okay, so the rules if, are going to be, be the same for the other four. The only th rules that's going to change is for the person in that high post. Okay. The rest of them is they're going to they're going to pass, they're going to cut, they're going to replace, they're going to find one of those spots. You know, if you pass there, we're going to get double screen away. We're going to get a slip. Those kind of things. And that like I, like that little sheet I sent you. So yeah. if I if I did do the five out, does that mean that every one of those five have to be able to shoot from twelve feet or? or Beyond? Not not necessarily. So what they're going to do is they're probably going to sag on that one, which is fine because it's really hard to guard somebody that as long as they're flashing to the basket and still cutting hard, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's just they're always a release too. So if they sag, they can never pressure you, right? So okay. we've yeah. always used that person as the kind of the press release. So you, mm -hmm. maybe you're going to come at us and you're going to pressure us and do whatever. That's fine, but you're not going to be able to do that. Um, you're not going to be able to do that at all if um, you're sagging in the lane on the guy when he catches the ball. So it's, it's that hard twist for kids to go from playing normal man to sagging to normal man to sagging to normal man. That's hard. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Gotcha. So I always use that person. If they step up high to the top of the key or do something like that, They'll always be open, and they can always be a ball reversal. And if you don't have shot clock, yeah. hell, you, you could take a you could take a minute off the clock if you need. And then, if you wouldn't mind, Steve, if you wouldn't mind. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, I get this diagram on Facebook, or no, I'll put it on Schoology. I'll put it in office Perfect. hours on Schoology. So sometime Perfect. tonight, I'll I'll load this baby up and just label it. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoy it. Make sure you subscribe. Um, and we would really appreciate that. Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, five, those five-star reviews mean a ton to us. Uh, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.